The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. And hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome Hi. to the Too Much Newscast. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Chris, uh, there was there was a holiday this week. I know. <laughs> I know. Was, I there know. Was well, there was also there uh, fallout from news. pay-per-views. We had yes. thefts in police departments. We yeah. had uh, a bit of the bubble. Uh, a little bit of bubble. You know, bit of bubble. There was a yeah. lot of, you know. Pay-per-views going on sale. We had yes. uh, tournaments continuing. Mm-hmm. We had tryouts. We had is they are they injured and quitting or are they not? There's yeah. this, you know, new champions in different organizations and uh, blade job refusals and uh, <laughs> Honestly, Japan. Honestly, we we got a little bit of probably every single bit of interest and scandal on a holiday week. Like, they, Lord of mercy! Like somebody should have taken off. But let's let's just hop into what undoubtedly was the the top story this week, as uh, Chris Jericho has become the steamed hams of professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, Jesus yeah. Christ! You could not throw a rock on wrestling Twitter or on Reddit or, or wherever you get your internet wrestling news without running into Chris Jericho. Um, no. It, I mean, it, it all sort of spawned out of the, the, the post-show promo he did uh, yes. after All Out. Uh, I, I'm a little bummed that the bit that, that got all the publicity was not him walking around and basically... Uh, just ripping on everybody. Yes. That that was so great. Like, that that's classic Jericho. Literally just yeah. microphone in hand, riffing Improv on promo. everyone. Uh, yeah. So good. So great. But one throwaway line in there as he yeah. uh, got into his dressing room and popped open some champagne. A uh, little bit of the bubbly has turned has turned into a, a, a viral sensation, a, a yes. well-selling T-shirt, and yep. uh, something that I'm sure will be absolutely run into the ground between now and October 2nd, if it has not already. I mean, it's already kind of reached its critical mass. I yeah. think uh, the half life on that thing is uh, is about the, is about expiring. Yes. But um, you know what? It just kind of further um, 
solidifies my belief that uh, he was the right choice for yes. this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, this wasn't planned. It's one of those organic things that you hope happens at some point. Yeah. But I can fucking guarantee you if Adam Page had won the title mm-hmm. and gone to Cracker Barrel with the boys, no, none of this, not none to of this, this level, happened. not to this level. Uh, before we get to the other bit of Chris Jericho news of the week, talking about Adam Page. Real quick, uh, yeah. did you catch Being the Elite this week? I did not. Uh, I just want to give everyone in the world credit because uh, – uh, so it was behind the scenes of All Out. I, yeah, yes. I think I know what you're going And here. Uh, uh, he had a little backstage sketch with uh, – I think it was Kip Sabian. Uh, and he asked him what the name of the horse was. And yeah. uh, his horse's name Hunter Horse Helmsley, which <laughs> fucking slayed me. <laughs> It's one of those things. It's just so stupid, but so perfect. I mean, not only, you know, obviously because of the, the, the thing, but Hunter Hearst Helmsley was a blue blood who like wrote, he came out in like riding, uh, yeah, pants, writing, you know, writing like pants. it was, yeah. it was, it was just, it was, it was just yeah, chef yeah. kiss. Per- per- perfect. Um, sort of, a uh, sort of bit of comedy there that they're, uh, you know, it's just one of those little just slide it in and let it go sort of yes. things. It was perfect. So then Tuesday morning, word breaks of yeah. a police report that was filed on Sunday. Uh, basically, Labor Day pushed this out into the public eye um, or delayed it, it getting into the public eye. So Chris Jericho Irvine filed a police report with the uh, Tallahassee Police Department as he lost the AEW title. <laughs> Not only did he lose the AEW title, he lost it while dining at a Longhorn Steakhouse. (laughs) And everything about this story is fucking ridiculous. And it's one of those things where, you know, like I said, if Paige had won, this never would have happened and never would have been a thing. Um, You know, but it's just the the whole chain of events of what happened in this story. Like, okay, Jericho uh, is diverted to Tallahassee because he can't get into Tampa because of the hurricane. So while in Tallahassee, he rents a limousine while renting that limousine um, at the gold star lounge or whatever, where he he landed because he's a platinum member or whatever the fuck. Um, he grabs the wrong bag. So yes. as the limo driver takes him to eat at the Longhorn Steakhouse. Steak- I still don't know why he went to the Longhorn Steakhouse. There, there is a certain level of, of uh, I don't want to say white trash, but it, there, the, it, it, it is the most pro wrestlery thing where it's yeah. like, you know what? I'm a big star. I'm going to, A, rent a limo, not rent my own car, not take an right. Uber. I'm going to rent a limo. And take my championship title holding ass to the finest of all meals, Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> now, I've never been to a Longhorn Steakhouse. I, I will yeah. admit that. I'm not even one if there's, sure if there's one around here. Uh, there, there, there is, uh, uh, for Baltimore area listeners, you'll understand this. For those outside of the realm, hi, Paul. Um, you're going to be a little confused. Uh, in the Golden Ring area, it's, it's right oh, over okay. by, well, uh, by the former Best Buy, now Sky Zone. Which would explain why I have never uh, known yes. it existed there because I try and avoid the Golden Ring area like the fucking plague. So um, I, I'm just saying there's there's a there's a match there between yes. Region and Clientel. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, if Jericho could be a Rosedale person, as far oh, as I'm oh, concerned, a thousand percent, especially with this story. 
Winnipeg, Rosedale. It's 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 one and one A. And I'd, I'd put Kenny Omega in, uh, oh, in Middle man. River. Oh, man. I'm going to get me a limo and I'm going to go to Longhorn Steakhouse, have me some cheese fries, celebrate that world title. Yeah, so it was a total like superstar champion wrestler flex to get the limo. Yes. So as he's in the Longhorn, which we still don't know if there was no Outbacks available right, or if there right. was not a Sullivan's or a Morton's or a Ruth Chris around. A, a, a Texas Roadhouse at this a, point. <laughs> seriously, I'd pick Texas Road. The, the fucking cinnamon butter roll, are you kidding me, man? Oh, um, Jesus how Christ. do you not? I mean, yeah. it looks like Chris Jericho may enjoy some cinnamon way, uh, butter rolls. By the way, the thing that I love in all of this is... Chris Jericho went to a steakhouse by himself. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, I mean, when, you, when you're traveling, you, you go to places alone. It's a uh... right, right. But I, I don't know. And, and maybe I'm the weirdo here when I've traveled for work. And, and Chris, you also travel for work yes. pretty regularly. I don't go for the sit down place. I feel weird going to a sit down restaurant by myself. I, I sit at the bar. That you know what? There you go. There you go. that 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 that's definitely like the 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 right place to be. Maybe that's wh- right. where Chris was getting a little bit of the bubbly, of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. You know what? No, he probably ordered like a fucking uh, Coors Light or something. Yes, like yes. the shittiest, uh, shittiest light uh, beer. What's it? Labatt Blue or whatever the Canadian uh, beer is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they have that in Tallahassee. That's a long ways away from uh, from Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, so, so while he's at this Longhorn Steakhouse, the limousine driver gets a call mm. that the wrong bag was taken. So what he does is, while Chris is enjoying his delicious steak and cheese fries, he dr- the limo driver drives back to the airport, uh-huh. swaps the bag, mm-hmm. comes back, Chris finishes his meal... Leaves presumably a 25% tip. Then he gets into the limo (laughs) and discovers, oh, wait, not only do I have my correct bag now, but the other bag, the one with the $30,000 AEW title is a goal. Now, two other things from this portion here. One, if I'm Chris Jericho... In Tallahassee, at a Longhorn Steakhouse, yes. fresh off of winning the AEW Championship, I'm wearing that motherfucker in because <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay, yes. championship cummerbund around the waist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine cummerbund. Yeah, uh, yeah you just sit there and go. Uh, <laughs> would they ask you for the table? Uh, yes, I'll be dining in for two. And you just point to the belt because that's your second person. That gets its own chair. That gets yeah. That gets a high chair. It gets crayons. That's that's exactly <laughs> where the belt is. I was gonna say if I'm sat at a table, it's sitting on the table. Like if it's a booth, it's sitting right in front of where the jukebox would be if you were at a diner. Yes, like yes. that's that's the entertainment for the evening. It's me yes. and my friend here, Champ Eon Ship. Um, so yeah, one, I'm totally bringing that motherfucker in. Two. I'm curious as to what he actually ordered. Now, I'm trying to think <laughs> of, of Chris Jericho, Rosedale's finest, what he would order at uh, at a Longhorn Steakhouse. I don't know if he goes filet. I feel like he's a bone-in kind of guy. So maybe if there's a bone-in <laughs> ribeye, he goes for that or uh, a T-bone. You know what? 
that's it. Chris Jericho had to have gotten a fucking T-bone. Oh, undoubtedly got the T-bone. I'm actually pulling up the Longhorn Steakhouse website right now so I can take a look at that menu. <laughs> I don't want that in my browser history. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I've got I've got enough ad blockers on here. They don't know who the hell I am. Let, let's let's do this. Oh, there's a there's a separate dinner and lunch menu. I believe this was lunch period. So uh, okay, let's go ahead. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at that lunch. <laughs> Yep, Rough House Podcast, where you go for the finest breakdown of what Chris Jericho possibly ate for lunch. I need to know, because I'm thinking, all right, so so before you even read off the menu, I'm going to guess here. I'm going to say T-bone steak. Uh, I'm going to say Jericho, medium. I'm, I'm prob- probably think he got it ordered medium. Well, I think maybe he went with a baked potato, uh, possibly loaded. If that's an option at the Longhorn Steakhouse, and for vegetable mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he does have a wide variety of steak options. Anything from the okay. Renegade sirloin to the chop steak, New York strip, and yes, there is a fire grilled T-bone. But hey, if he wants to go baller, he is a champion. The Longhorn Porterhouse would have been an option for the low, low okay. price of twenty-seven twenty-nine. Oh, that's a steal. Is that yeah. a sixteen ouncer? What do we got there? Uh, let, let, let me click on for the details. Of, of is there an ounce steak. on that? I want to know the uh, ounce. Twenty-two ounce. Twenty-two. Uh, what is that in kilograms? Uh, <laughs> I, I have it the faintest. <laughs> okay, he's Canadian, so yeah. he would he would have to know that. Um, okay, what are the side options here? What do we got for uh, sides? Let, let me let me take a look at the side steakhouse sides. Uh, you get a side with the steak, which you feel, a side. Yeah, that Ooh. feels a little chintzy, Longhorn. Go for the. Yeah. Side. I Come mean, on. at least at least, you know, at a Roots Chris or something like that, all the sides are a la carte. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you know, you can get what you what you like there. Uh, the steakhouse sides. Oh, uh, they've got signature sides and regular sides. Let's let's take oh. a look at both of those. The signature sides include mac and cheese, uh, okay. fire grilled corn on the cob, nope. Parmesan creamed spinach, fresh Ooh. steamed asparagus or char grilled asparagus. Ooh, OK. And then the standard sides, uh, Idaho baked potato, a sweet potato with cinnamon, sugar, and butter, which kind of feels like the Chris Jericho pick, if I'm honest. Uh, Mashed potatoes, seasoned French fries, seasoned rice pilaf. Ooh, Uh fancy. And the fresh steamed broccoli. Okay. No, you definitely didn't go broccoli or asparagus. Uh, Maybe cream spinach because it's the highest caloric vegetable on the the side options there. Um, All that being said, though, he was there during lunchtime. He could have gone for a soup and salad combo or a cheeseburger combo or possibly a mushroom mushroom swiss burger or steak salad combo that's a low low 9.99 for that one you get the wwe network or one of these combos for that amount okay is there any possibility that chris jericho irvine ordered a chicken tender platter from longhorn steakhouse i definitely think it's possible it is in the (laughs) quote-unquote Beyond steak section of okay. the menu. <laughs> it's like the hidden gems uh, portion of the WWE network. Exactly. Stuff that exactly. you didn't know was there, but oh, yeah. hey, this could be great. Yeah, uh, they do have multiple chicken options, multiple shrimp options, and yes, baby back ribs. Okay, yeah, because if there's one thing I want, it's ribs from a steakhouse. <laughs> I'm usually the guy who gets ribs at a steakhouse. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, <laughs> my sweet summer child. <laughs> but let's be honest. To me, the big question isn't necessarily what did he get. It's did he get dessert after? Well, and what he drank. <laughs> well, too. Well, um, I mean, pure vodka. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's true. He is a big vodka proponent there. Just, just, uh, right, just a gigantic Denny's-esque carafe of vodka. <laughs> Can I get a picture of Screwdriver, please? You heard me right. Uh, well, <laughs> see, It's for me and my championship belt here. We're going to split it. I, I'm assuming Chris, celebrating his victory, got somewhere between the Chocolate Stampede or the Caramel Apple Gold Rush. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at these, okay. All right. These, yeah, uh, dessert no, definitely options. chocolate. <laughs> probably definitely went chocolate and i'm gonna i'm gonna to, to circle back i'm gonna say he's an 18 percent tipper hey, oh he's an 18 guy uh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling him an 18 guy uh tough times tough times yeah. i mean to be fair a lot of a lot of the wwe guys moved to uh moved to florida to avoid paying taxes so <laughs> that that does kind of line up yeah that does line up so chris had all this happen yeah. there was the police report it hit the internet some people were going is it an angle is it real right spoiler alert you can't file a fake police report <laughs> that will break bad even with tony khan money supporting you you, you can fake a mugshot. That. Oh, that's easily 100 percent yeah you just take a photo of someone backstage and photoshop it poorly as wwe has yes. taught us on a regular basis what the fuck throw it on a t-shirt sell that for 28 dollars um then the story got even weirder as not only A, was the title eventually found, B, it was found by a guy on the side of the road, mm-hmm. C, my personal favorite, he took it home and took shirtless photos wearing the belt, which he then shared with the local newspaper. Would you not? Would you not? Because I 100% would as well. Would I, I don't blame this fo- guy one bit. Would I take the photos? Absolutely. Would I tell the newspaper about it and go, oh, here, have some high-res JPEGs of my shirtless ass holding a belt that I don't even know what it's from? Oh. Yeah, that's – that. I, I would. <laughs> that's the difference between you and I. I'm not, I'm not arming the Baltimore Sun with a file photo of me for when I pass. One million a... percent. I, that's how I want to be remembered. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I don't want to be remembered as some schlub disability uh, advocate. I want to be the guy who found the title belt and took a shirtless photo with my fat gut. I, I, and I, I'd have to have somebody behind me holding it because I guarantee there's not enough uh, buckles for me to fit it around my fat fucking torso. <laughs> But uh, for those wondering, the the reward that was delivered to this gentleman, a crisp two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure uh, you know somebody within the organization uh, slid in those DMs or into his uh, Facebook Messenger and oh, said, yeah. "Hey, you know, you want some tickets to uh, to a show at some point?" Because you know, because yeah. they already tried to make an angle out of it. So oh, what yeah. happened was Tuesday evening. Jericho, once he got home to Tampa in his luxurious uh, Whirlpool uh, hot tub outside, complete with pinwheel uh, right behind him, uh, cuts a promo about how he's going to hire the world's greatest private eyes to go and uh, to find this title. And the search was on worldwide investigation. Right. And then the next day, Wednesday, the fucking Tallahassee Police Department blow the whole bit yeah. and post a photo of them uh the of them, you know, with the re reclaimed title belt yes. uh at the Tallahassee Police Department, which was promptly deleted within maybe fifteen minutes because you know AEW contacted them like you're blowing our fucking angle, dude. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Delete this shit. But once it's on the internet, especially on wrestling Twitter, that shit don't go away. Yeah, so, uh, yeah very true. Uh, and then 
uh, the next day, Chris posted another video, which I swear to God, when it, it was inside his house, the second one, yeah. I really wanted them to zoom out to have him being in another hot tub. <laughs> like, that would have been the best thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And we didn't talk about the baller. Like, so the, the first video of him in the hot tub, there's 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 a lot to unpack in that video. Yes. He's wearing the scarves in the hot tub. And the hat. Which and and the hat, yeah. And then he has a bit of the bubbly outside. Oh, the bubbly. So he pours some of the bubbly into a uh, into a champagne flute, but then drinks out of a bottle. bottle. Oh, <laughs> Chris Jericho, you lovely motherfucker, you. That's yes. outstanding. Yeah. And and uh, this this was just so great. This is this is what I I know especially for for guys like us who uh, on on such a regular cadence have been like new Japan's doing it right, man. It's, it's presenting it as a sport. No, this is, this is fucking pro wrestling. This, this yes. right here is pro wrestling. This is carny ass shit. Right yes. There. This is, this has been such a fucking joy this week. Like every twisted turn, every month, like it, 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 it just was this prime example of blown up mediocrity <laughs> in yeah. every single step. Just, yes. Ah, oh, it was so good. It was so goddamn good. I'm I'm honestly a little sad. I mean, not just from the wrestlers themselves that were involved, but like other guys chiming in. Cody within a few hours posting on uh posting on Twitter that he's more of an Outback Steakhouse guy. Or uh, I think it was Matt Jackson who just simply put, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> like, just, just <laughs> and then Janella these- chimed in talking about how he's going to be in a Bloomin' Onion death match <laughs> yeah. or something. It was so good, and uh, I think Matt Hardy over the weekend posted a video of yeah. him visiting a Longhorn Steakhouse. And, yep. I mean, it was just so much goddamn fun. And peak wrestling Twitter—that's yes. what it was. And yes. the, the the memes, you know, the the yes. Lou Bega edits and the Whitney Houston edits and the Brock yeah. Lesnar edits <laughs> and the Simpsons memes. Like it was, uh, it was like Christmas morning of fucking memedom. It was, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it was a, it was a solid week. It, you know, it, dist- it distracted from some of the shittier, you know, arguments over Twitter that, you know, yes. happen weekly that yeah. it's just, you know, they're absurd and make you hate the platform. But the, the, the meme-age and the bit of the bubble uh, really, yeah. uh, really helped bring uh, bring Twitter out of the sewer for a couple days. Yes. Uh, now, continuing on the AEW tip, two more shows went on sale this week. We're not going to... We're not going to do this every single week, but it's just worth noting uh, the all out paper or not all out. Sorry. Full gear pay-per-view, which will be yeah. uh, live at the Royal Farms Arena in our lovely hometown of Charm City, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, your boys are going. Yep. Uh, it sounds like a lot of you, dear listeners, are going. So uh, we'll have to figure out something. I don't, I don't yeah. know what. Uh, especially because I'm weirdly antisocial. We'll have to figure out something. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna make it just gonna make it so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Me just sitting there going ah, ah! <laughs> the whole time. It'll be great. Hi, hi I'm Marty. Ah, ah, I'm not Justin. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, they'll remind you that. Yeah, they'll I know. I know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you think? Um... 
Maybe we can work out some kind of pre-show match between you and Zach. I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, if Jabaley can work a match with Nagazawa, me and me and Zach can at least get three and a half stars. <laughs> there, uh, there you go. There you go. More maybe five and a quarter. I don't yeah, know. yeah. We'll see. I mean, at this point, the scale's broken. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, selling pretty well. Uh, selling uh, almost as well already as Raw did on Monday because Raw was yep. in our neck of the woods, and of course, your boys here did not go. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it was actually a decent show. Uh, the Baltimore crowd got a pretty good show as we continue on the King of the Ring. It, it strikes me that we actually haven't really talked about the King of the Ring yet on uh, yeah. on this very show. Um, I think it's been a pretty good tournament so far. There have been some uh, surprise winners. Uh, I, I definitely thought that Ali and Andrade on the SmackDown side were going to be advancing. Uh, yeah. But instead we got Elias and what looks like a pretty big push for Chad Gable. And it's about goddamn time because right. Chad Gable has nothing but upside. I was, you know, I was keeping an eye on that match as it was happening um, and, you know, I uh, you know, it seemed like one of those things like Andrade has been, you know, getting a lot of opportunities to, to shine and and Gable hadn't. Uh, and they've been doing the whole, you know, you're a short guy sort of bit with Shorty Gable. G. As well. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, fuck, here we go. Uh, but no, he got the he got the surprise win. And um, not only, you know, does he advance in the tournament, but it also leaves an opportunity uh, for more, you know, with Andrade down the line. Yeah, and and what I think's interesting is they shot an angle on Tuesday with Samoa Joe taunting Chad Gable. Mm -hmm. When you look at the the two semifinals uh, on the Raw side, we have a, a three way uh, after a kind of awkward non finish to Ricochet and Joe because it's going to yeah. be Ricochet <laughs> Joe and Baron Corbin uh, uh, at MSG this week, and then from the SmackDown side, Elias and Chad Gable. I mean. In a nightmare realm, it's going to be Corbin versus Elias. Oh, uh, no, they couldn't do that. <laughs> mm? Mm? <laughs> well, they could. They wouldn't. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, but I, I honestly think uh, Joe and Gable would be a hell of a lot of fun. Joe and Gable would be outstanding. I'm 100% here for that match. I feel like maybe it's going to be Ricochet and Elias instead. Um, yeah, definitely but, possible. You know, Aside from that, you know, little backstage thing, but that it always seems a little too foreshadowy if it does come down to that yeah. um, at some point. Have they announced any uh, title opportunity for King of the Ring winner aside they, from being named King of the Ring? They haven't clarified any type of reward beyond becoming king. Um, okay. I mean, my guess would be there would be something, <laughs> um, but right now there's there's nothing listed. Um, and I mean, honestly, you know, when you look at even the matches that I, I thought would not have been as good, I mean, Baron Corbin. Yeah, I know we motherfucked that guy for the past few months. Yeah. Baron Corbin's actually had a decent showing in this. His match against Cedric Alexander on Monday was good. I'm going to say yeah. it. It was a good match, and I, I really liked his shit heel promo uh, on Monday where he's sitting in, in the uh, in the throne in time yeah, out to be king. And you know what? Ditching the Applebee's manager gear for just, like, uh, a tank top? Totally fine with it. Hides the sad tummy, and, you know, he still looks like a shitlord. So that, that works for me. Yeah, you know, and if he comes out, uh, you know, and announces that, you know, he's got to get to a shit to the Longhorn Steakhouse at some point, I'll just lose my fucking mind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, a lot of the credit can be given to Cedric Alexander uh, for, oh, for that absolutely. match. 
because he's consistently uh, a top tier performer. But yeah, Baron Corbin did did look good in that, and it was uh, it was a fine exhibition uh, for him. Um, but you know, I'm I'm all here for King Chad. Uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> yes. just yes. that, you know, just, just call him King Chad. Uh, I love it. Although, you know, King Gable kind of sounds like King Mabel, uh, back in the day, True. uh, True. but I don't Straight know if up, can... if they decide just to throw Chad Gable and the old men on a mission gear for fucks, you know, just for fucks Ooh. and giggles, like, let's Ooh. do that. Let's do that. Oh, oh, consider these pants soiled if yeah, that happens. Yeah. They are going just, in the trash. Just, the... <laughs> just big purple and gold gear. Just yeah, I'm, uh, it's it's regal, baby. Regal, regal, meagle, uh, regal gable. I'm 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 here for it. And at the garden, you know, uh, that's are both shows at the garden, right? Raw yeah, yeah. Um, Monday and Tuesday will be both live at the garden. Uh, Monday is looking like a stacked fucking show. Uh, they've announced. Uh, basically, the four horsewomen are going to be in a tag team match on mm-hmm. Monday night, uh, as it's going to be a Becky and Charlotte against uh, Sasha and the newly evil Bailey. Yeah, well, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, AJ against Cedric Alexander for the U.S. title, and uh, Rey Mysterio against Grand Metalik, which should be fucking wild. And they're also going to do uh, another attempt at doing the contract signing with uh, Steve Austin overseeing the contract sh- signing for Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Yeah, and you know, uh announcing Austin, you know, is a smart move. It uh will probably move some extra seats um in mm-hmm. there and you know, Austin in the ring, whatever he's doing, he's just that magnetic still that your eyes are drawn to him and you want to you want to uh, uh see what he does and hear what he says and stuff like that. So, uh even if he throws out a stunner to both of them, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm here for it. I'll be able to watch this week as well cuz I'll be in uh I'll be in Dothan, Alabama, baby. Dothan? Uh, Dothan, D-O-T-H-A-N. Yeah, it's apparently a city in Alabama that I'm traveling to. Okay. So I'll be uh, I'll be chilling at the Holiday Inn Express uh, in Dothan, Alabama. If anybody wants to holler, Dothan. <laughs> <laughs> our rough house, uh, our Dothan uh, contingency down there. Yeah. <clears throat> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the show looks great. I'm fucking stoked for Metal League versus Mysterio. If they give that match some time, I am. Oh uh, yeah, I am all in on that. Yeah, I I would love for Raw and SmackDown this week to just be big old super shows. I know in the case of Raw in particular, they're loading it up as it's the first week against Monday Night Football, so yeah. they're they're trying to make it a very <laughs> special event. Raw at MSG is always special anyway. I mean, going back to the the one that the match that always stands out to me, which now is like. 20 plus years old is the first time they did uh, cactus jack uh in wwf they had him go against triple h in a street fight and i just remember uh. that so vividly that was what you know that was prime monday night wars material and i remember that was a match that made me flip the channel and stay it's so. at, that was great but it's still not as good as um triple h eating a pile driver on an escalator in penn station that's uh, true. That's they'll true. never they'll never top that shotgun saturday night bit <laughs> very very true um I will say, looking at the card, we're 11 matches deep already for Clash of Champions, which is coming up, uh, holy fucking shit, Chris, next, next weekend. weekend. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, it looks like a really great card. I mean, the the problem with WWE has never really been uh, the talent that they have and the potential of it. It's always been execution. Yeah. But looking at this, I mean, obviously we have the King of the Ring finals. Bailey against Charlotte for the SmackDown title, women's title should be good. Uh, Seth and Braun against Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the tag belts. I'm I'm not a big fan of the uh, reluctant tag champions 
thing. No. Uh, but on paper, again, could be a fine match. Seth versus Braun itself, I think, will be better than that tag match. Uh, I wish we only had one of those going on as opposed to both, but, you know, yeah. that's that. Uh, Kofi against Randy Orton for the SmackDown belt. I actually was, like, one of maybe five people on the internet who liked their SummerSlam match, so uh, I guess I will be one of the five who likes this one. Uh, Drew Gulak defending the Cruzador title against both Umberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. Yeah. Uh, should be good. SmackDown tag belts, uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods against The Revival. Should be good. Is that confirmed? Yes. Okay. Um, All right. I don't remember that being confirmed, but I, I'd, I'd even forgotten that New Day was SmackDown champs because yeah. I haven't seen, you know, anything with them in quite some time. <laughs> but it makes sense because, you know, uh, FTRKO, you know, have yeah. been beaten down the New Day for the past uh, couple weeks here. So that definitely makes sense. And, and I, I really <laughs> like that pairing, by the way. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily love them being henchmen, but it works because oh, absolutely. Randy's just a shithead. Yes, and and shithead Randy is best Randy. True. Um, it usually gets uh, worker Randy out, which is is always hit or miss. Uh, when he gives the shit, Randy Orton can be so fucking good, but yep. you have to make sure he gives a shit. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura against the Miz for the Intercontinental Title, which is one of the weirder matches on paper. Pre-show. Yeah, probably. Uh, Becky Lynch against Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Title, which after the past few weeks should be hot fucking fire. Um, <clears throat> the weirdness of Roman Reigns against Eric Rowan. Oh boy! So this is the whole thing that cost Ryan Ward his job, essentially, right? Yeah. This whole uh, yeah. <laughs> Roman who attacked Roman Reigns snafu brought to you by Butterfingers. It was Maggie Simpson. Um, <laughs> it's just this whole. It was just. It was a convoluted mess. It's I don't know if it was just poorly planned or if plans changed or what, uh, but it was a shit heap over the past, what, two months? Yeah, I mean, we know that that SmackDown has been re, re, excuse me, rewritten on the regular the past few weeks uh, up until even this week that yeah. Vince comes in Tuesday afternoon and says, we're going to redo it. I can't imagine that helps an ongoing bit of story. This has been one of the strangest and most surreal storylines in WWE history. Yeah. Uh, we, we had uh, Buddy Murphy involved for no discernible reason, besides the fact that he was caught on camera and the internet and went, Hey, we noticed him. Uh, right. We've had uh, a double of Rowan who has been immediately discharged and forgotten about. He died uh, on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> I guess. Uh, we had what I thought was a build for a Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match, but no, we have Rowan turning on Daniel Bryan, and as you were talking about, we have had a, a change in the writers now in WWE, and, and not just the standard change of writers that we're used to, where, like, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer reports it, and then everyone else reports it. This got picked up by the trades. Yeah. The rap did a, a, an exclusive in-depth breakdown of what the problems are and were, pointing the finger directly at the storyline. It's not good when something other than the dirt sheets is, well, talking <laughs> right. about your dirt. Like, that that's when things have gotten to another level. It's, it's one thing to be talked about in the gossip pages. It's another when you're, you know, quote-unquote front page news. And yeah. the rap is on par with a Hollywood reporter or variety. Variety, yeah. Yeah. You you don't want to have these type of snafus getting out into the industry that is paying you 
half a billion dollars a year to do right. television. Especially four weeks before that uh, transition happens. That's right. not uh, – but, I mean, at the same time, I think part of it is because of that transition because, yeah. you know, they're, they're – they're, they seem to be tightening everything up right now. You right. know, they're, they're, they're reallocating writers. Um, they're planning a new draft and they're, the wild card rule is going away allegedly. All these sorts of things that are kind of leaking out bit by bit that are – they seem to be, you know, firming up their teams uh, to be put into place for when this big transition happens and we're only a couple weeks away man it is yeah. uh it, it is rapidly approached um it, it came up quickly and everything's kind of kind of coming to a head uh, all at the same time uh smackdown moving to fox nxt moving to usa aew premiering it's all in the same week uh and that's after a week of three new japan shows up in uh the northeast so that week is going to be fucking intense and insane and yeah. i'm probably going to want to you know eat a bullet by the end of it yeah yeah definitely like especially with all the pro wrestling uh in general that we'll have to deal with because we'll have nxt at that point um in fact the 10-2 show has been revealed as the first official two-hour show on usa right. how about that uh, yeah thanks suits uh <laughs> man i can't believe that show's still a thing i can't believe that that they basically showed their hand of how rickety and slapped together this nxt live on usa thing was yeah i mean it, it, it's one thing to go okay we're gonna do it but when you're like oh we're gonna do it and it's two weeks early and then we're getting closer we're getting closer we're like well only one hour is gonna be on usa the other one you have to go to the wwe network for just what yeah it's very so it's weird. A, yeah it's a little slapdick yeah it's it, it's very weird it's it's very strange um but yeah, I mean, to go back to that rap story, uh, there's definitely some damning information in there. Uh, apparently, Eric Bischoff hired some new writer who used to work on Sons of Anarchy, and day one on the job, he took a nap in the middle of a meeting or something goofy. Uh, also didn't expect Michael Hayes to be the hero in that conversation. Uh, Refuse to believe it. Yeah, just what? <laughs> What the hell is even happening over there, man? Uh, I don't know. They're they're trying to firm everything up, but it's uh, not not going as smoothly as I'm sure Vince would hope. Right. Plus, Vince is you know still full steam ahead on on XFL, which is uh, kicking off in what mm -hmm. February or March yeah, or something yeah. like that. So it's that zero hour is approaching. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of weirdness and and things like that. But back to the Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan. Roman Reigns thing like there's some people thinking it could be some kind of bait and switch where uh, it ends up being a triple threat or Brian gets involved somehow it seems weird Mm -hmm. Where you know Brian versus Roman seem the direction it seems you know that's a much more interesting match to me uh, than Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns so I, I'm not sure but Rowan beat up both those guys on uh, on SmackDown he beat up Brian because Brian slapped the shit out of him the week before for implicating him in this whole thing it's uh, it's it's a weird sitch um, I don't know where Rowan can go from this I mean it kind of worked having him be the heavy for Daniel Bryan for a while yeah um but you know on his own rowan yeah, oh dude i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not sure myself i mean uh you know he was in my eyes always the second tier guy behind uh luke harper yeah um I, and they tried to make him a, a solo guy uh when was it uh around oh, that he was survivor the series and the, yeah, uh, yeah 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 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, tried and lost on that one. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that they tried it, but uh, not not really uh, a great scenario for him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it would be interesting to see if they do just go through with it as it is. Uh, and if the idea is now that Rowan is gone off the rails and he's turned on Daniel Bryan, uh, okay, maybe that could be interesting, too. It's just... Very <laughs> odd as a whole uh, for th- for that to be the direction this angle is going in. Because, you know, when it all started, it looked like, oh, okay, they're going to run Daniel Bryan against uh, Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And we were yeah. all hyped for that. But nope, not today. <laughs> I mean, and that's a match we've seen, but it was really good. So I don't yeah. mind seeing it again. It's been a while. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't even know if they know where it's fucking going, but that's what we're getting allegedly at at, at Clash of Champions. Um, elsewhere in the WWE, uh, something that excited me very much yeah. is that they finally announced the signing of Elijo del Fantasma, aka King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. As I pan down to my Lucha Underground shirt, yes. uh, very excited to see him pop up in uh, in WWE. He's super talented. I feel like he's kind of just been hanging out in the background of the Indies since the. Uh, since lucha kind of became defunct uh you know nobody no he didn't go to AEW. he didn't i'm sure ring of honor maybe uh shows some interest in him but uh yeah they're they're making a lot of push for lucha guys these days so that yeah. makes sense but uh he's down in uh at, down at the pc i guess they had the, they didn't announce him with the last class because they were waiting on some visa issues um right. apparently is what it was right. um so those all have been worked out and he's reported down there uh maskless because he was unmasked at a triple mania or two ago mm-hmm. which led to a great gif of his son who was unmasking him leading doing the uh the uh, finger across the throat means death yeah, uh yeah, yeah. it to uh i don't, I don't believe i think it was la uh, la parka who beat uh, on beat I, on my thing right i think you're um but anyway he's definitely the birth of a super villain moment right there oh yeah it totally was something down the line where uh el hijo del del el hijo of of la park will will face uh the hijo of the hijo of del fantasma and it'll be uh, a third generation bloodbath but uh dude has a killer tope super talented speaks uh fluent english um very charismatic great look uh very excited to see what they do with him down in nxt yeah i mean uh he's as as you said he's a great hand He's got a superstar look. Uh, you know, they've had a, a lot of strong uh, Lucha Mexico-based names come through as of late. And we've seen, like, Angel Garza and yes. Humberto Carrillo get a big push uh, on the 205 side of things. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's definitely a, a strong possibility of, of him being one of those guys. I think they definitely are trying to still figure out who the next Ray is while they still have Ray. Um, right. I don't know that he's going to be that guy, especially now that he doesn't have a mask. But who knows? Uh, there, there's always the possibility that someone could be that next big breakthrough Hispanic star, because I know that's always been a key thing, especially for the SmackDown brand. Yeah, and they have a number of luchadors there. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be Kalisto at some point, and yeah. they never really, they never really went full bore on Kalisto. Yeah, um, which was but always he's... weird. I liked him a lot. I mean, yeah, he fucked up and said he's going to do a good lucha thing. Woo, but <laughs> but right, he... a, a lot of big names have fucked up. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. fuck Rey Mysterio doing the the chin ups in, in the locker room. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the funniest moments on uh was I don't remember what show it was Raw or SmackDown history, yeah. but either way, uh, yeah, there's and you know. 
you know, they have the whole the Luja House Party because Lindsay Dorado is super talented. And yeah. um, um, uh, fuck, who's the other one? Grand uh, Metalik. Grand Metalik. The one. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. obviously, they they see something in him because they're giving him that big shot against Ray this week. But yeah, uh, he's definitely one of those guys who could be doing infinitely more with. Yeah. Um, Very but- big. Big good lucha things. Um, elsewhere on NXT side of things, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux got herself a private tryout. Yeah, don't know what that means except for Canyon Seaman was seen walking away being very red and sweaty, turgid. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, and then he got beat up by Killer Cross in the parking lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember seeing a lot of her in-ring action so i can't really no. speak on how she is as a as an in-ring talent uh obviously i've seen many of photos of her pooper and it's very nice and i like staring at it so that's always fun but in terms of what wwe is doing with their with the women right now i don't know i mean she's a, a name i'll give yeah. her that i uh, i think she's literally one of those signings where it's like we don't want aew to have her like uh, that yeah. that would be my guess now that said do you take a killer cross? Because God knows that guy's trying to get out on the open market right now. He's trying, but he's not. He's not because they yeah. ain't releasing him from his fucking contract. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's a that's a whole bit of a thing there. And the the further furthering of that saga yeah. is that he refused to do a blade job uh, in a match. Um, so they had to use some uh, some fake blood, which looked low rent and terrible. So, yeah, the the killer cross. Um, impact relationship is on a very rocky road right yes. now and yes. one of these days something's going to give either he's just going to show up do his dates and be done with it or or they're going to come to some kind of agreement i don't i don't know how it's going to pan out but uh you know nobody's really happy with each other at that point there yeah it, it's it's so weird to me like i i get it if guy doesn't want to cut his forehead guy shouldn't have to cut his forehead i mean i don't know i i'm i'm of the idea that pro wrestling as an industry is you know, yes, there's the conversation of can you do this spot or would you do this spot or whatever. And there's got to be some reasonable level of, of give and take. Like, right. yeah, you, you know, you're being told a job to X guy. Like, unless you have a good reason not to, you know, you should do it. Um, but I, I feel like bleeding is one of those things where if someone doesn't want to do it because it is such a throwback thing. Like, barbaric yeah like you should have the ability to say no i'm good especially when you know he was like well there weren't the right medical people backstage and and, and all of that like that makes sense to me you know yeah. I, I i certainly understand it I, I can't say if i was a pro wrestler thing a number one i want to do is take a razor blade to my forehead yeah yeah it's probably a little bit down the line where that happens um yeah also on the impact side of things they announced uh mer fuji coming yeah for glory yeah the uh the impact noah relationship is is uh building out i mean it makes sense both companies if you look at where they are in the perspective countries uh are sure. of similar stature uh and i read somewhere that rhino was going to be doing some dates for noah so both oh sides are getting yeah yeah i know <laughs> right me. go over there and murder these little japanese guys i know uh but both sides are getting something out of it and, and hey uh marafuji still got it i mean he's you know he's for, for those who are familiar with Kenta, Marafuji was basically his A number one guy, not just as a tag partner, but a rival. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely got some name and some star power. And, you know, him and Big Mike Elgin are probably going to have a hell of a match. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think the last thing we should probably get into this week is the announcement of the next big few New Japan cards. Before we get into those, though, you and I have both watched Rail Quest finally. Uh, yeah, we talked about Rail nice. Quest last skipped, week. Skipped a couple of tags. Yes. Uh, hey, I don't blame you for that. Uh, I thought it was an incredible show. I mean, the London crowd was amazing all show long. Yeah, it's fun because, you know, when you watch a New Japan show in Japan, they're mostly they're not as loud and 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 ruckus as you know an american especially a, a uk crowd the uk crowds as we know from takeovers are uh, significantly rowdy and they love their chants and songs and all that sort of stuff so it is fun having that uh, sort of feel to the new japan matches and i guess they used um the rev pro ring and mm-hmm. was the other announcer from rev pro as well uh no that was uh gino gambino who has done some new japan uh, world shows with kevin kelly okay the, the guy with All the right. thick new zealand accent who kind of sounds like taika watiti yeah. yeah 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 i was gonna say that's not a british accent i was, no. I was <laughs> um there the audio for that show was kind of garbage though kevin yes. kelly was over modulated the whole time yeah um and it just did not sound very good uh at least the stream was consistent and because i know that fight had some problems with the video stream at times when it was airing live but uh yeah the audio audio not so good but the matches the matches were fine i mean it was uh the headliner was um okada and minoru suzuki which was just what you want from an okada suzuki match they beat the shit out of each other uh, a lot of a lot of vicious uh forearms and mm-hmm. uh and and some really cool submissions in there as well and all kinds of uh fun just stare downs and there, there's no one who comes off like an undead all destroying monster quite like Minoru Suzuki uh he, he just comes at you like a, a fucking horror villain in in his matches and uh I I loved that match uh I I thought that was fantastic you had the the big junior tag with uh yeah Birds of Prey of Osprey and Eagles going against uh, ELP and Taji Ishimori. Hell yeah. That, that was, was dope. Out of this world. Really, the only heartbreaker was how uh, Kenta and Ishii fell apart. Like, that was yeah. on its way to being an incredible match. But uh, yeah, Kenta got knocked stupid. And, and it basically, it looked like there were a few different stages of him being knocked stupid. Like, it looked like he got knocked out then kept going then landed on his head on a german and it was yeah yeah maybe that recalibrated him a little bit he wasn't able to finish (laughs) the match but you know he shouldn't have and you know there's been a a much wider discussion as to how new japan especially with their history of uh shibata and and things like that have handled situations like this and not great is the short (laughs) short answer of it um you know the ref did go over and check on him once or twice um um, but it was it was at a point where, you know, one, they probably should have stopped the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, if you weren't going to do that, get bring it home, boys. Don't don't keep going another what they probably went another eight to ten yes. minutes after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that in itself is crazy. Yeah. I mean, there are some matches that run eight to ten minutes. They were on that show that ran eight to ten minutes. And instead, they, they went for that. Uh, I, I did mean to ask, did you catch the G.O.D. Uh, uh, Aussie Open match? Nah, I skipped through that one. Oh, man, I really enjoyed that quite a bit. I didn't have anything invested in Aussie Open, so I was like, yeah, I know they're not going to win. So <laughs> I, I it was 
it was a great showcase of those guys, and I, I hope they uh, get to pop up on future shows. Okay. Um, speaking of future shows, New Japan announced the top match. Actually, well, they announced all the cards, but we're going to talk about the top matches for Destruction and Beppu. Uh, actually, the entire Destruction <laughs> tour, and also uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Right now, we're on the road to Destruction tour. There have been a few shows this week. Our New Japan World really just glorified house shows. So, uh, at least anything speaking, worth watching from them? Not that I have heard. I, I okay. myself have not made the effort to do so Me either. Um, but uh, a week from today the big destruction shows kick off with destruction in Beppu uh, the top two <laughs> matches are uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi against Zack Sabre Jr. for a rematch for the British heavyweight title okay. uh, if you have not seen the promos that Zack Sabre Jr. has been cutting uh, after uh, Royal Quest and the one since where he basically just swears about Boris Johnson yeah. and, and says that ever since he became prime minister it's fucked up his entire career uh it's so great <laughs> yeah and just the way that guy yells and and strings together swear words while talking about boris johnson really lovely i, I almost want to make one of them my text tone we'll see what i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good one as yeah. much as we text back and forth you'll be hearing a lot of Z's, yeah, yeah, yeah um <laughs> Yeah, but the, that match at Royal Quest was fantastic as well. So um, looking forward to seeing that rematch because yeah. they they're on like the what best of twenty five series at this point. I, I, that's pretty much the direction they're heading toward. <laughs> uh, I assume CSJ will win it back, uh, but we've also got a tag title match on that show. Grills Destiny defending against the team of Big Tom Ishii and Yoshihashi. Uh, Yoshihashi just happy to be there. So I'm assuming God are pinning Yoshihashi in that match. Fall guy Yoshihashi. Yeah. Uh, then the next day, Monday the 16th, destruction in Kagoshima. Uh, the, the big matches we're talking about there, El Fantasma and Taji Ishimori will be defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles against Birds of Prey. We get a rematch from that dope match. and uh, uh, Billy, Billy Two Belts? Yeah, I, I, I think the odds are pretty good on that one. Yeah, I mean, I love me some Ishimori, and ELP is pretty great as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, Osprey is getting that to the moon push and uh, mm-hmm. works really well with Robbie Eagles. So I'm, I'm a fan of Birds of Prey. So more more of them. Put, give them the gold, baby. Strap them up. Yeah. I, I, strappers. I, I'm all for it. Robbie Eagles has definitely proved he deserves to be a top-tier guy in New Japan. So by all means, give him a belt. Also on that show, the main event, Kota Ibushi uh, coming out of the G1, defending the G1 title shot. Against, case, if yes, you will. Uh, against Kenta because uh, he dropped, of course, his first loss to Kenta uh, back in Dallas in July. Um I and really like another week from a uh, Tuesday next yes, Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Has he had a match since uh, since Royal Quest? Uh, I cannot recall. I haven't looked at all the results for the Road Two shows. Because apparently, what I read, I think Uncle Dave said that he, it wasn't a concussion medically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about uh, that. <laughs> did you see the match? Uh, I'm just wor- I'm just worried about the guy. I mean, yeah. you know. Obviously, he, he was bitten by the injury bug in NXT, um, and you know, right when he gets this big push um, in in New Japan, you know, this this horrible accident happens. But they're saying he's okay, and we'll we'll go on, and hopefully, we get a uh, fully all together Kenta and Ibushi because I enjoyed the match they had at uh, at Dallas, but I felt like it could have been a little more. So maybe if Kenta is back at uh, you know 
almost full strength, we can get a get a barn burner out of these two. That's certainly my hope. Uh, I mean, at the very least, Kota Bushi will be a hundred percent, and he, he he wasn't in G one, and we saw how amazing he was in G one. So uh, maybe he can uh, he can wrestle for two on next Monday. Um, yeah. We've got Destruction and Kobe on the 22nd. Uh, the top two matches we're talking about Kobe. there. Uh, yep, Kobe. Uh, Kobe. Shigo Takagi against Hiroki Goto in a battle of the beef. Uh, their last match was outstanding, so yeah, sign me up, baby. And Tetsuya Naito will be going against Jay White for the IC title. And Jay White, I think, uh, absconded with said title yes. this weekend on the shows as well. Yeah. I saw a photo with him. Like, oh shit! Did he drop the title? No. no, he just uh, he just yanked it out of uh, out of Lij's possession there. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that one uh, that was the B Block Finals, right? Jay White and mm-hmm. uh, Naito. So we're getting that run back, and it was really good then, and I'm sure it'll be really good now. Have a f- I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, does I- Naito retain? Probably because Naito I think he's going to hold it to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Naito keeps cutting promos throughout. Uh, I mean, he did at the end of G1, and he's been cutting them throughout the Road Two shows about a double title match at Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm thinking that's night two. Okay, and they usually don't. Uh, you know, they're not like WWE where they say something's going to happen and then never pay it off. Exactly. They're usually pretty good with uh, with their teases, so that bodes well for a two night Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, indeed it does. And then uh, the big show coming up on Monday, October fourteenth. King of Pro Wrestling. Top three matches have been signed. Will Ospreay defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against ELP, which should be dope as fuck. John Moxley returning to defend the IWGP US title against Juice Robinson in a no-DQ match. That means their prior match was not an ODQ match. <laughs> How about that? So it's probably going to get uh, balls to the wall crazy. And Kazuchika Okada will be defending the IWGP heavyweight title against Sonata as they continue their series this year. Uh, yeah. I don't know that Sonata will go over here, but it feels like the pieces are coming together for that guy to have at the very least – a couple a, month rain. Exactly. A, a brief rain drops it before uh, Wrestle Kingdom, something like that. I mean, I know this is the last big show before Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I mean, after this, we have World Tag League and, and what have right. you. So I guess it's possible that Okada will keep it just so there's some stability heading into Wrestle Kingdom. But I wouldn't be shocked to see a, a brief title change for Sonata here. I wouldn't hate it either. One, because it, once Okada eventually wins it back, it'll be another title reign for Okada. Mm-hmm. It gets Sonata on the slideshow of uh, IWGP champs. And Sonata has had a hell of a year. Um, you know, he's gotten a, a win or two over Okada in the past year yeah. uh, in tournaments. So, you know, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Sonata's a great hand, super over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just can't trust him with uh, with hairstylings. That's no, the no. Thing. The fucking piss beard, man. Like, it, <laughs> It, it, it looks like somewhere between broken straw and that someone pissed on his beard. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it, Chris. Well, you know what? I will say Sonata as IWGP champion uh, moves the needle uh, for me more than Matt Taven as a Ring of Honor champion. Jesus Christ, does it ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the fucking... anti-Taven cast over here. Oh. Oh my God! The fact that that guy still has the the fact that guy that guy has the belt when Marty Skrull's on under contract longer. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand well, it. I don't think uh, 
in terms of that, there's going to be a lot more exterior interest in Marty Skrull than there probably is going to be. Oh, you don't think there's a bit more for Matt Taven? No, I don't. Look, if you (laughs) if you if you sign Matt Taven right now, you get those two other guys from the kingdom for free. You know, the guy whose name I don't remember and the, and the other guy, guy. Yeah, the, the the guy whose gimmick is he really likes horror movies. Not yeah. that he's a horror villain himself. No. no. His gimmick is he just really likes horror movies. Well, yeah, Eric the Gorehound is in uh yes, exactly. is in the kingdom. <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> yeah. It's Eric and Derek. Those are those are the two guys <laughs> from from the kingdom that are helping out Matt Taven. Does that make me the Matt Taven? Fuck. <laughs> Yes, Chris. God yes. damn it. That's why this is the David cast. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to the Rough House at patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Hey, didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop, From Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh, no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From farm to butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice, natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop, you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope. What we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right. It's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature. Stuff it up your ass. 